0: Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of Finsecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Finn, and I am joined by the wonderful Alexandria Boyd, the Director of Sales at OIT VoIP. Alex, how are you doing?
1: I am doing well, Connor. Thanks so much for having me on today. I'm excited to finally be a part of this Gone Fishing podcast.
0: Gone Fishing? It's been a while. I feel like two years ago, I met you at your first conference, which was like three days after you started with, <laughs> with Ray and OIT. Is that, do I, am I remembering that correctly?
1: It, was, it it's not three days after I started, but I did. Um, I asked to jump in the trade show, trade show circuit pretty early on because I am I am not new to the world of trade shows, so I did hop in pretty quick there. But yeah,
0: that's awesome for folks who have no idea who you are, haven't met you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. So, like you said, my name is Alexandria Boyd. I am the director of sales over at OIT VoIP. Uh, we provide uh, partner programs for MSPs for unified communications. Uh, a little bit more about me um, I'm an eccentric bird. I like to travel a lot. I have been all over. Um, traveling is one of my many passions. Uh, also, fun fact I like to spin fire. So, that's a fun one that not a lot of people know,
0: and it's kind of different. Like with the, the rods of fire? Yeah. Do- yeah. That's crazy. I would never do that.
1: <laughs> it's, I'm a fire sign, Connor. Come on, you should have known this.
0: Uh, your your hair is red like fire as well, so I guess it's on brand, and I should have expected it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm the living brand for OIT. I'm just walking living brand.
0: You, it's you and Simon, and <laughs> yeah. maybe a little maybe a little bit of Danny in there. Yeah, there we go. For uh, so today, you wanted to talk about past work traumas, uh, talks past work trauma talks, building trust with your direct reports during new employee onboardings. How do you do that?
1: Yes. So this uh, was something that was recommended to me by my mentor, Tracy, that works over at Huntress. So um, she said that it's something that she does when any of her new hires come on board, especially with her direct reports. Um I thought it was such a great idea that I, I wanted to introduce it to my team as I was growing my sales team. So I did, and the results were just truly remarkable. With the trust that it builds with your direct reports and how seen and heard that they feel, and they just feel more comfortable coming to you with things afterwards as well. Uh, were all things that I noticed after instating it. So um, essentially, what I will do is I will just let them know that you know I wanna I want to have the talk first of all because sometimes it can be. A scary when you hear past work traumas and you're talking to your boss about something people are a little on edge right so um I'll just say you know hey look I want to have this talk and um feel free to you know it's the time to talk about anything that's happened you know in the past in a work situation where you feel it wasn't handled appropriately could have been handled better maybe you didn't feel respected because you know people take offense to things differently right so what i may take offense to you may not take offense to it's you know it's all on a, a personal level so i just let them know that i want to get to know them and you know how they work on a personal level with that because Whereas something that might offend them may not offend me. I want to know. So I want to make sure that I don't offend them in those ways. And if they ever have unfortunately experienced a situation in a work environment where they felt like they were disrespected, I obviously want to make sure that I'm not a repeat offender of something like that, which I feel pretty confident I wouldn't be. But you just never know until you have that conversation.
0: So other than having this conversation right from the beginning of like, hey, what are some of the things you really wish were different? at your previous place of work? Like, obviously, you found a new place of work. One of two things happened. You got let go or you left. So something didn't work out. How do you start that conversation with those folks?
1: So basically, like I just said to you, so I'll just say, hey, look, you know, I want to make sure if you've ever experienced anything in a past work situation where you felt like you were disrespected or you weren't seen or heard or you feel like it could have been handled better. I want to know about it so this is the time and space that we have to kind of have that discussion and furthermore just anything that you know they may feel that is off putting to them as far as management styles i'll talk about that as well in the conversation um, so preferred management style or you know anything that they they could Or see may be an issue. If it's, you know, hey, you know, if you have a problem with me, I want you to come to me directly and say, you know, this is the issue and I want you to handle it right then. Or maybe the person will say, oh, you know, if I do something, I would prefer you to come to me at the end of the day so it doesn't mess up my workflow and I don't hyper-focus on that for the rest of the day. So those are just one example of a scenario that someone could bring to you. But the more you know how to communicate with your direct reports, the the better it's going to be. So really, it's just a communication conversation and learning how to properly communicate with your director.
0: What would you say, like, how much of your of, of your job as a manager is having those conversations First, like, when most people think of a manager, they're like, oh, they look at spreadsheets and they make sure X, Y, and Z are happening. And, and now you're bringing up this, like, uh, actually, you know, your job is to manage the relationships, make sure everyone's, you know, I want to use the word honky dory, but like, That feels like I'm old if I say it like that. Everyone's (laughs) having a good time, right? They're they're not feeling, like you said, disrespected. They're feeling valued, appreciated. Like they're contributing to something that the company values. Um, How much of your job do you find is like that stuff and not the managing the spreadsheets and not the trying to get to the outcome together and all that stuff?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I would say it's it's a good 50-50 of looking at like reports and spreadsheets and processes and making updates. And then a lot of it is dealing with the team and communicating with them to make sure that things are being handled appropriately. You know, if they do, um, you know, have any instances, you know, where things go wrong? Feeling like they can come to me with it, so I, that's why I said that you should have these talks at the beginning when they're onboarded because it's going to go ahead and set you up for success where they feel comfortable coming to you and they don't feel like they're going to be, you know, necessarily reprimanded because they know that you ca- one you care, you care about them, you care how they feel, you care that, you know, you don't you want to handle the situation correctly. So it just automatically builds trust in the beginning to have a line of open communication between both of you. So that's why I always suggest that you do it in the very beginning coming on because it just kind of sets the tone, sets the intention and creates a comfortable space for them to understand that they can come to you with things. Um, It could even be, you know, maybe a teammate made them feel, you know, like unseen, unheard or disrespected. Maybe they wouldn't have come to you in the past and said anything. They would have just been like, oh, you know, I just need to kind of let this roll off my back and push through and continue working. Well, you know, that may work for the time being. But ultimately, if someone feels disrespected or unheard, and they just kind of Let it fester inside and it doesn't bubble up, you know, that's gonna translate later in something else. Maybe they're working with that team member again and it bubbles up over in that scenario because it's just been suppressed for so long. You know, again, with the like how, you know, things affect people in different ways, people also react in different ways. So the better you can learn how communication affects your direct reports and how to properly communicate with them to get the best results, it just really it, it makes for smooth sailing in your teams.
0: You you mentioned a really interesting scenario that I'd love some insight on. It's that a one of your team members has issues with the way another team member treated them. It's like, so now there's three people involved. There's these two other team members and you. And obviously, both of the team members are going to look for you to, I don't want to say take their side, but definitely resolve the situation in such a way that they feel happy. And in my experience, it's almost never ca- capable of happening, Right. Um, you could talk about it and you can arrive at like a, oh, this person didn't mean it and it turns out the situation doesn't exist. But there are some where there's like legitimate issues with the way people are treated. How do you handle those where it's like inter team member conflict, not with you, but like with each other? You're their managers like you have to step in and sometimes separate them, but like how do you handle it?
1: Absolutely. So I would say it's almost always uh, a co- just a communication mishap, right? Because especially when you're working with remote teams, which I think a lot are now. So one was it a face-to-face conversation Were you guys on a call together? Was it a you know chat that was sent somewhere that maybe was read incorrectly? <laughs> You've got to kind of decipher what that is first. So I, I would go into Firstly, hearing out both sides to kind of understand where they're coming from. And then the ultimate goal would be to get the two team members on a call together to just one, rehear both sides so they could hear, understand and validate where the other one is coming from, but also understand what the actual intention was. Because you, just, you never really know. Just like when you send a text to one of your friends and someone could read that like one way, which you totally meant it somewhere. So something else, you know what I mean? So if you're saying, Hey, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example here, but you know how text messages can be yeah. mis- misunderstood. So same thing when you're working with your teams and you're shooting over chats or whatever it is for how you communicate, whether it's in Slack or Teams or Zoom, whatever it is, you want to make sure that you're properly communicating everything. So I think that's why it's so important to have the initial conversations with your direct reports because you're gonna better understand how to communicate with them. So obviously your team members aren't gonna, you know, always know the best way to communicate with each other, but if you know know how to communicate with all of your team members, and you do have little things that bubble up to the surface like this, you can better handle it and kind of be a good middleman to reach a better outcome for them. Because people, you know, maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they didn't get a good night of sleep and they just took it the wrong way. You never really know. But to really resolve the issue, you have to get in there and know how to communicate to figure it out. The communication is really key.
0: That makes sense. There's actually a really funny Key and Peel skit all about this where, uh, uh Jordan Peel and Michael, uh, Keegan Key are all are on different sides of text messages. One of them is getting super angry. The other is like blissfully unaware. It's like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm hanging out with my friend. And then it it just ends up being real funny. I highly recommend going and want and watching that. Um, I, I have another question. So i when I was a property manager, there were owners of the properties, right, and the owners that we inherited we couldn't train from the very beginning to say, This is how I'd like you to communicate, this is what I'd like you to do this is you know I expect responses in this way over this time frame, but then every new owner that we had that's we set the ground rules immediately like this is these are the expectations, this is how you're going to follow them and in and in my experience, there was a stark contrast between the problems I had with new owners and the problems I had with previous owners that I had inherited via, you know, another property management company. And as a result, it's like, I don't really like working with any of these old owners because they're not, they're not respectful. Like they're not communicating. So my question to you is, do you have a similar situation? Is there some, like you mentioned, have this conversation from the beginning, like make sure that they know that this is an open place where they can, you know, say what they believe to be the truth. And then there's going to be an open discussion about it. Is there a stark contrast between, you know, direct reports or employees, even if they're not your direct reports that you've been able to set this tone with and haven't been able to set this tone with and issues that have arisen as a result?
1: Um, you know, I actually since I have started building my teams, I have had this conversation with every single one of my direct reports um, and I don't feel. I feel like it has been a leading contributing factor in the fact that I I don't have that many issues. And if there are an issue, it's one that I feel confident I can resolve because I better understand that person. Um, Even if you're not having it on the new employee onboarding when they directly first come in, um, let's say, you know, maybe you have a team member that transfers departments. Or in my case, I um, I kind of took over a, another department. So I have sales and client success. So um, most of the people in, in client success were obviously already there. I didn't build that team myself. But I still went in and I set meetings with each one of the employees for that department. And we had the conversation. And just opening that door to have the conversation... You know, you learn you learn so much about your director your direct reports. You would be amazed at how open they kind of get on these calls. Because in the beginning, I I didn't expect a whole lot of them. Because it could be scary to say, "Hey, look, you know," just to talk about uncomfortable situations. People don't really enjoy having those uncomfortable situations. So I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit like pulling teeth essentially in the beginning. Yeah. But I didn't have to. They came on and they were like, you know, thank you so much for opening the door for this conversation. I feel like they really respected me for having it for them. And they were very willing to be open and say, hey, look, you know, these things have happened in the past and this is how it made me feel. And thank you so much for caring enough to even ask about it. And, you know, I've taken little tidbits from each one, which obviously I'm not going to share on this call because that's that's private yeah. information. But I've taken yeah. little tidbits from each one and you know i'll just make notes on how to best communicate and what their preferences are with the communication so you know i i do feel like it has been such a big part of my success with my direct reports and that's why i wanted to come on today and talk about it um i was so excited after i did it with my my sales team and i had such great feedback from it that i actually took it to our manager meeting and i was like hey look everyone needs to do this cuz this was just something that you know my mentor recommended that I start and I was like oh I love this this is this is such a great idea and so I did it and I had such great feedback that I actually took it to our our management I said everyone needs to do this so now our entire company does it
0: that's awesome i uh, i find that sometimes people confuse depending upon their previous work situations they confuse like honest questioning sometimes very intense questioning of like why did you do these things why didn't we get the results um and then disrespect it's like a lot of times people cross their wires it's like hold on it's like somebody trying to get to the truth here of like did we do all these things to waste our time because they didn't lead to the result we want or did we do them incorrectly because there wasn't enough support whatever um i find that a lot of people have the habit of taking that as disrespect and then it requires an outside perspective that's like hey hold on it's like Is it a fair thing, like I tell this other company, is it a fair thing for anyone in the company to ask how our sales team is doing at any point in time? The answer is absolutely. Sales team doesn't work. It's a company Uh, problem because the company stops existing. That's how (laughs) sales work, right? So it's like, expect to get these questions. You should welcome these questions. And often you'll find people who have nothing to do with sales in the organization have a really fresh perspective of like, why are we saying these things if we can't provide these services and if we'd rather sell this one instead anyway? It's like, actually, yeah. why? Hey, guys, why are we doing that? And it's like, a, it's like a really honest, it's a really weird way, as it, you know, that think, I think it out loud, uh, but a really effective way of getting to the truth. Absolutely. So for, um, well, thank you for being here, uh, Alex. And for folks who wanted to connect with you or connect with uh, OIT, how would you suggest they do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I will send over the link for my LinkedIn for anyone that wants to connect with me on there. Or if you want to shoot me over an email, really simple, just alex at oit.co.
0: Awesome. Uh, For folks listening or watching, we'll have links to all that in the show notes. Feel free to connect with Alex uh, and you'll probably see her here on the conference circuit. You'll see see Alex somewhere for sure. Uh, But thanks so much for being here, Alex. This was a blast.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Connor.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at P-H-I-N-S-E-C or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.